Stefan and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Hi, everybody. So you've probably heard the term, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Remember hearing that a long time ago? They would say that when you were heartbroken or you were breaking up with someone and people would say, there are plenty of fish in the sea, right? <laughs> Not just one person. And so there's a whole wide world, a huge universe with many dimensions and so many friends that we actually have that we can connect with truly even though it may not seem like it. So now, this ocean comes up. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, and, David Brooks. And now this ocean comes up. An ocean of friends. <laughs> what in the world? So you all know I hate tests. I Ooh, dislike tests. them. I mm, dislike mm, them mm. so much. So Matt, the other day, you guys, <laughs> has the whole family take this test. And so... I'm like, fine. It was at the end of the day. I'm tired. Everybody was on their computers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this one. And I thought you said, yeah, find that one. Because if you Google the test, which was what? What was it called? The ocean test? No, it's called the big five personality test. All right. The big five personality test. And I think ocean is an acronym. O ocean is an acronym. O-C-E-A-N. So, of course, the one I picked on. The one I clicked on. <laughs> you was, picked on. Like, it took forever to answer these questions. And you got terrible response. And you know me by now, you guys. If you've been listening to our show, I can't take tests. I love cookbooks. I love it. For me, cookbooks are like, you know how people look at romance novels? For me, a cookbook is a romance novel. I, I love it so much. Even though we're vegan... If it's a beautiful cookbook, I'll still buy it mm -hmm. if it's not vegan. However, if you ask me to open it up and follow the directions, I don't comprehend what they're saying. <laughs> and that's why I hate tests because I don't understand the questions that are being asked of me. So I answered 100 questions. It took me over 20 minutes. It did? Yeah, I was sitting there going, okay, okay, hustle up, buttercup. So meanwhile, the kids take it, and I'm thinking we're all taking the same In test. the same boat. They were done in two minutes, in under two minutes. It was not two, but it was less than five. Was it? Because, it was. Because I was on the third question, and they're like, okay, I'm done. I have this number. This is what I got. Mm -hmm. And you're going through and saying what that means, like yep. what their score meant. Meanwhile, I'm on the third question. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling so frustrated and so rushed. So I, tr I rushed through the whole test. What, 25 minutes later, 2025, yes. I get my result. However, the particular test that I took, we had to pay money for to totally uh, understand what it meant. We, I was looking for numbers. I only got one number, but you guys got numbers for each category. Exactly. Meanwhile, I had one generic number, but to know more, I would have had to pay. So I'm like, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> I don't even believe in this test. So then I had to take the test the kids took. Yes. Which took, what, two, five minutes? Five minutes. <laughs> Which for me took seven minutes. Because I'm like, what does this mean? 
Like it was a simple question for a normal human being. But for me, I'm like, I don't understand what it's asking mm-hmm. me. So anyway, we get the numbers. And of course, I was completely, what's the word? Um, offended. Bamboozle? Offended. Oh, offended. Yes. Quick, quick to the offense. Anyway, what is going on? Now, I admire David Brooks. I do. He's a PBS commentator. He also has a book that we really like. And reading it, isn't it interesting that we're all completely in the same wavelength? We've been talking about the same thing, but mm-hmm. we hadn't heard of him. Right. We've been talking about exactly what he's talking about for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. <laughs> you and I, Matt? Yes. So anyway, he wrote a book. It's called How to Know a Person, The Art of Seeing Others Deeply and Being Deeply Seen. Hello, that's what we've been talking about for two decades <laughs> and for four years on our podcast anyway. And I'd love to really delve into this book, but that's not why we're here today. Please explain what well, the heck, Matt. Okay, so everybody's heard of this silly test called the Myers-Briggs test or the Briggs-Myers test. And it's a test that was invented Years ago, I want to say it was the 50s, but who knows? And it's supposed to give you a four-letter acronym that all means something. So I took it, and I'm an INTJ, an introverted, intuitive thinking judger. Interruption. The Myers-Briggs test was proven to be a total fake. Yes, and I was was just about to launch into that. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure we put that out there because I hate tests. (sighs) Sorry. Anyways, but they figured out it's hooey. And psychologists came up with their own test, which is the one we took. And it's the Big Five Personality Test. I can't stand them. Go ahead, honey. (laughs) So anyways, that's our show today. Thanks, folks. No, no. (laughs) I hate it. Okay. I do. I I feel so offended. Offended. But I want you to explain to me what we did and what it all means and what this has to do with friendship. Please do explain, honey. Well, this is a way of really coming to grips and try and understand somebody on a fundamental level away from perhaps experience, honestly. What does that mean? Well... Fundamental as opposed to experience? Is that what you just said? Yeah, because people people tend to get jaded by their experiences. And this isn't like you're trying to find someone who, just, who agrees with your political beliefs or follows the same sports teams or shares your interests. It's just understanding these numbers help you get along with somebody because you kind of understand how they're going through the world. Okay? And basically what you do is you get numbers on five because it's called the Big Five Test, on five different scales. Okay, what are the five scales? Okay, so the acronym is OCEAN, O-C-E-A-N. Mm-hmm. I'm taking notes. So the O is for openness. And you run the gamut between being inventive and curious to consistent and cautious. Now, there's nothing particularly wrong with either side of that coin, it's just having an understanding of okay, it. Okay, wait. So openness is for inventiveness and curious versus what and cautious? Consistent and Consistent. Cautious. Okay. So someone who is regarded as being open is can be prone to intuitive leaps. Mm-hmm. And someone who has a very low score on openness is going to be very cautious and consistent about how they go through things. All right, let's use my score as a guinea pig, even Ooh, though... guinea pig. Even though 
I am totally against all this. Mm. I don't think it's accurate mm. for me. I uh. was first mm. of all tired and pissed off. <sighs> pissed off meaning I was not drunk. For those of you know, <laughs> that's another term in the UK. In America, when you say pissed off, it means you're angry. In the UK, apparently, when I was living there, it means you're drunk. It means you're yeah, you had too much to drink. Um, no, I was upset. <laughs> distraught so where did i the guinea pig come in for openness mm -hmm. where did you come in i don't know <gasps> you took the numbers down i did take the numbers down you came in at a high 90 which means what which means that you are very inventive and curious okay that's true, true. i thought you were gonna say i was well C cautious I'm also, but you know what i'm also consistent and cautious are you though yes i am okay Okay, let's go to cooking for just one moment, right? Oh, my gosh. Following the recipe, right? Oh, wait, no. Do you no. ever make the same thing the same way? Never. Why? Why would I? Hmm. That doesn't sound very consistent. I'm consistent in my inconsistency. I am consistent in not following any particular way. I'm consistent. Anywho. What? Moving on. Fine, whatever. <laughs> okay, next. So C in ocean stands for conscientiousness, which is a big word. The higher you score, the more efficient and organized you are. The lower you score, the more extravagant and careless you are. Okay. Nothing wrong with either one of those either, though. Serious? Seriously. Okay, so where did I come up? 75. That means I'm careless? No, that means you're efficient and organized. Okay, that's true. I like all the mason jars to face the same way. Oh, my God. And yet, ironically, see, we haven't even talked about my scores, but uh, <clears throat> I scored higher on this one than you did. So you're more efficient than I am? Yes, because like, I don't need all the jars to face the same direction. I just need to grab the thing. And if it's there, then muscle memory tells me exactly where it is. So when you go moving things in my kitchen and I can't find anything, I get frustrated. I don't move things all the time. All the time. But we have a small space. And when we get something, I have to reorganize our... Everything. Everything. I do. And then I go and have a family meeting. I'm like, listen, everybody... The salt jar is now over here, mm -hmm. and the garlic jar is now over here. I'm like, did everyone understand that? And I go to each person, yes, yes, yes. And then a few days later, somebody's screaming, where's the garlic jar? Exactly. Where I specifically said, hey, we had a meeting. The jar is over here now. I can't win. What am I supposed to do in a small kitchen? It's your fault. you got a small kitchen. You willed it into existence. Just you wait. Small house. Tiny house, you Just said. wait. What do you mean? Never mind. What are you talking about? Never mind. Oh, my gosh. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, anywho. So, moving on. So, we're at E? E. Am I spelling that right? O-C-E-A-N. Okay, e. Yes, that's how you spell ocean, darling. Thanks, honey. It's a good <laughs> thing you have me. To tie I my have, shoes? I have you to tie my shoes. All right, E. E is for extroversion. So that is actually, now they're starting to play in Myers-Briggs for territory for just a second because they define introverts and extroverts, as does this test. So high score, you're outgoing and energetic. Low score, you are solitary and reserved. By the way, we ended up taking the test on a site called something very close to Truity. Mm -hmm. So on this extroversion scale, you scored a 77. Again, nice and high. 
So what does that mean? That means you're extroverted. You're outgoing I'm and energetic. Outgoing? Mm-hmm. Depends when you catch me during the day. hey It's true, Ro. Though, right? It's Ruh-ruh. true, Ro. Ruh-ruh. <laughs> Ruh-ruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I, you know what? I don't know. See, I don't like to be put into oh, a category. Just one, nobody likes to be put into just one category. We all are outside the box. Matt, for me to be outgoing, I need solitary time. Which is why you're only a 77 and not like a 99. How what were you? I actually was a 54. Oh, so I'm more outgoing than you? Yes, you are. And you are. That's okay, fine. Oh, that's true. Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? Did you say that's true again? You're fighting science, so good luck. <laughs> a. What's A? O-C-E-A. What's A? A is agreeableness. Mm. Friendly and compassionate. High score, low score, critical and rational. Okay, what did I get? 90. I'm friendly? Yes. Well, that's good. Again, depends. <laughs> When you catch me. Very nice. Don't ask me to drive you to the airport <gasps> or pick you up from the airport. <gasps> Where did you fit in here? 77. So I'm reasonably friendly and compassionate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be quiet. Now, this is the one that freaks everybody out. So everybody like take word. a breath. Everybody hates this word. Yeah. All right. But it's, yeah, never mind. So N is neuroticism. And everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm a neurotic. Oh, dear, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Yeah, do the definition first, because I really hate this word also. Right, everybody does. High score, you are sensitive and nervous. Low score, you are resilient and confident. Now, everybody's going to look at this and say, well, I want to be resilient and confident. I'm like a chihuahua and a squirrel. I'm very nervous all the time Well, and sensitive. I can feel earthquakes before they happen. I can feel war before it happens. If I'm at a grocery store, I feel the next aisle, I'm like, we got to go home right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. And, I get it. And and this is important because you need people who are sensitive, who are paying attention to everything. All right. And you do need those people who go through life completely clueless, which is, of course, the other end of the scale. Okay. So where did I fit in here? Well, you see, you are only a 54 on this. What does that mean? Smack dab in the middle. Okay, well, what do you think? You know me, sort of. You think you do. But what do you think? <laughs> do you think that's accurate? I think you could probably stand to gain 10 points on that, but only 10. On which side? 64 instead of 54. Like I'm more sensitive and nervous? hmm Like I said, I feel but like a the, squirrel. The, the trick is, is we've been through some stuff. Man. And I think as you go through stuff, your score goes down. Hmm. I think your score goes down looking at you from the outside. Maybe. But inside, I'm more nervous than I've ever been. Are you, though? Yeah. At this moment in time, right now, are you? Yeah. I would argue no. That's because you're seeing me from the outside. Yep, maybe. I'm freaking out all the time on the inside. Okay. Says says the person who's standing over here, standing tall at 31. I, I get it. So you're more resilient and confident. Yes. And again, when teenagers take this test, it's really funny to see their scores. It's, funny as it's in, not, like, funny. not it's, funny. It's funny as in weird. It's funny as yeah. in uncomfortable. Yes. 
Yeah, because I think a lot of kids are falling into the extremely sensitive, nervous. And that's because, oh my God, I have to write a 10-page term paper or in two months. Or because the world... Or I, f- I failed my math test or... Or the world. Or the world, yes. I mean. Right. They don't have necessarily vocabulary to handle. All right. So what does David Brooks say about all this? What did he say? He said it's science. So? <laughs> That's all he said in this huge book. Like, <laughs> this is science. <laughs> okay. What, what do we do with this information? What, exactly. What do you do with that information? Absolutely correct. So keep in mind, like... If you're dealing with somebody who's extremely open, 96, thank you very much, (laughs) I'm going to be very, very curious about everything. And that can be exhausting because I've always got a question to ask. Like if you were to tell me, that's funny, I, I brought this up when I was out to coffee at the gas station. I was like, you know, you tell me you're a left-handed Lithuanian and I'm going to have some questions for you. And what was so funny is I was talking to Mr. Wizard, who's Lithuanian. So, you guys, every single person, every man at this gas station has a nickname. Do you have a nickname? I don't have a nickname. They haven't graced you with a nickname yet. No. Okay. No. I'm sure it's coming, but Kurt wanted to make me junior Mr. Wizard because Mr. Wizard um, went, took a trip to, oh, shoot, he's back. He's back. He's back this week. He went to Florida and he's back this week. Anyways. Okay. So, there is a certain amount of patience you have with somebody who's curious. Like when I go to a museum, everybody else might be zooming ahead. But if I find something that scratches my, that I, I need to have an itch I need to scratch. Like we went to a museum and this museum was macabre on some level. I found all the mean? macabre stuff. Macabre? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like scary, deathly, creepy. Which museum was this? Was I with you? Yeah, you were with Where? Um, they had the train layout upstairs. Oh, yeah, the one where we talked about how uh, you guys went in to see that exhibit, but I was all freaked out and I just stayed in the photography section. And it wasn't photography exhibit, it was just where the photographers had an office at the museum. Remember I was talking to the guy, the war veteran, and I was talking to him about nature. Thank you for your service. Yeah. But anyways, when when we were there, I found the mousetrap, which had a crossbow. I found the- and I found the sarcophagus that had a glass plate on it and they wanted it buried so you could like look in and see the person when they were dead. That's I mean, so it's gross. just, oh my God. But I find yeah. this stuff and everybody else just blitzed right by it and didn't Oh, even... I didn't. I saw it. I'm like, I just I had to cover my eye. I'm like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> but anyways. Which was me most of that museum, by the way. So macabre. Yeah. Is that a word you made up? No, M-A-C-A-B-R-E. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means like scary and deathly, but I'm sure I'll get corrected if I'm wrong. Huh, okay. <laughs> Macabre. How do you spell that? M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Is it someone's name? No. Okay. I think it's French, but I don't know. Macabre. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably mispronouncing it is the problem. <laughs> so anyways, that's that's on the openness scale. If you're dealing with somebody who is not conscientious at all, then you need to realize that, you know, they're they're going to be careless, careless with lots of things, careless maybe with feelings, careless with money, careless with... So, and not to take that personally, right? Right. And not to take it... Yeah, exactly. Not to take it not... personally, but also be aware of it and monitor and make sure that you can find a level of comfort inside of it because that's how they're right. wired. And if you want to hang out with this person, you know, 
But of course, this all infers that they're actually going to quote unquote take the test, which of course you can't just say, hey, buddy, can you take this test for me? However, if we see someone truly or listen to them truly, you can. You can suss it out. You can suss them out. Right. And that's just getting to know someone mm-hmm. and, and really paying attention so you don't have to take a test. Right. But instead of being so offended or taking things personally, mm-hmm. if we just look at someone and ask these questions of ourselves, like bring in the ocean right, into our consciousness and figure out what kind of person is this? Mm-hmm. How does their train of thought maneuver? Right. Then you won't be hurt. Right. As much. Exactly. And, and of course, I'm coming at this having scored a 90 in conscientiousness, but I can see where my efficient and organized self drives people a little nutty. That's interesting. You don't care about mason jars facing a certain way, nope. but the person better be on time. They better. There are so many things that are equivalent to me having jars face a certain way, but on a spiritual and emotional level, you better have things facing a certain way. Or you get really upset. Mm-hmm. So, and and I'll get really upset with myself if I take notes on everything, right, everything, right. especially. Well, I take notes on everything for work, and I've got it all in this crazy organized whatever it is, right? And, yeah. I and and I rec- I recognize it's absurd, but I know everything I do every single day. Jesus, really for work? Right. No, I mean at home too, or just in in regular life also. So I tend to. I'm just now fully understanding that I think or starting to this moment as we're talking because, yeah, you let things go with the mason jars. You're like, OK, she's nuts with that. Yep. Let's just all everybody let's face the jars this way. Unless you guys mess with me, which you do, like you purposely move things around on me. Oops. Like have it be askew or not <gasps> facing a certain way just to get me going. <laughs> and it does. But yeah, but like. I have to have the same patience that you have with me with the jars when like when it comes to time or when it comes to your word. You said this, you better do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's the same thing. It is. So you and I are like yin and yang. It seems like we're opposite, but we have that in common where things need to be just so. Yes. Which is a pain. <laughs> Except for I literally, it's the things I care about, and I literally care about 10% of things. Yeah, you've always said that to me. Like, I don't care about the jars. Fine. If you want it that way, fine. So now I'm realizing, oh, I have to do the same for you when it comes to these other things. Like, give me some examples, Matt. Well, being on time is Being on time. One. I know that one. Uh, it, I like to know schedules. Oh, expectation. And set, you always set, say, set my expectations. Set my expectations. Yep. So I'm like, hey, let's go to Trader Joe's. It'll just be a quick 20 minutes. And then we're an hour and 15 minutes and you're fuming because I didn't set the expectations. Because it's been. Had I said an hour and 15 minutes, you would have been totally cool with totally it. Totally fine. But I'm like, it'll just be a quick trip. <laughs> and it's not. And then you get totally upset. Understandably so. But yeah, I have to understand that. All right, don't look at me like that. I'm saying I'm... Tr- it's science. I'm trying... Stop it. <laughs> all righty then uh and then extroversion the e understand when somebody needs time to themselves you know when they get power from when they get energy from being with people when they get energy from being by themselves and everybody's runs the gamut but 
and first with yourself, realizing that about yourself. Right, that is true. So then you have the capacity to understand someone else. Right. You have the energy to see it in other people. Right, right. And, you know, you start to see this in my life where I get up god awful early so I can start work and be left alone and I can be efficient and organized and get stuff done and I'm totally fine being all by myself doing it. So those two things start syncing together, syncing up together. And then agreeableness to me boils down to, on some level, for me, how far is somebody willing to go to win an argument on some level, but how easygoing you can possibly be to let things go. And again, that's friendly versus critical. Right. Why are you laughing? Nothing, because now we get to N, which is the scary, scary one for everyone. Neurotic. How sensitive and nervous versus resilient and confident you are. But again, having an understanding that somebody is sensitive means you need to be more caring and more loving and go through more explanations. And I failed that one last night, but, you know. No sudden movements. No, uh, (laughs) no sudden changes. Right. Right. Mm. Right. And and like, you know, if you ever come to somebody and you deadpan say, oh, man, you're not going to believe this. Their mind's going to go in 27 different terrible directions. Or we need to talk. Ooh. Like the first thing. <laughs> or, oh, my God. Or say you were say about to ask out your future wife on a first date and you say, Fawn, <laughs> I like you. We should go out. No, you didn't. Your brain can't process that. <laughs> All you heard was fawn. Yeah, I'm in trouble with oh, the principal. Uh, oh, my gosh. A deer in headlights. Right. All right. So we understand that. That's a lot to process. That's a lot to process. That's like, let me see. One, two, three, four, five things to keep in mind. Five things. So do yourself a favor. Take like five, seven minutes. <laughs> Find yourself a big five personality test. Take a look at it. Or just agree, disagree, let us know. Or just sense it out for yourself. It's openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeability. Is that a word? It is, but I went with agreeableness. Agreeableness and neuroticism. Neuroticism. I can't even pronounce that. All right. (laughs) Well, should we leave it here? That's a lot to think about. That is tons to think about. We've been thinking about it for weeks. It's been driving me nuts. Hey, oh. Sounds good. As I grind my teeth. All right, guys, what do you think? How do you fall into this? Question, though, before we go. Bro, Do you think friends who operate the same way, like they're on the same scale, is that a good friendship or the other way around? I guess it depends. Like, can I be friends with someone who is completely, I don't know, one of my friends is totally the opposite. Like, if you think about, I don't know. On all of these? No, but like, let's say agreeableness, Mm -hmm. right? They're very critical. Mm -hmm. If you think of like our friend. Mm -hmm. Very critical. Right. Upon first meeting her, right? Mm -hmm. But for me to be agreeable and turn things over to her and let her be critical Mm -hmm. enough to be heard, then she's open to me. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. And she becomes more friendly with me because most people are afraid of that. Right. And don't know how to dance with that. Right. Whereas critical, if you really look at it, like if you think about it, Martha Stewart is probably very critical. Oh, yeah. But you wouldn't call a man like that critical. You would say, wow, he's a good businessman. Right? I'd say they were critical. To be critical. Mm -hmm. You're trying to create something with a precise vision. 
Yes. So you need to be critical. Right. Absolutely. I completely and utterly agree. 100%. And I respect that. Absolutely. So do I. Okay. Anyway, it's a dance. It's a dance. It's a dance. It is. All right. Love you. Thanks for listening. Just a quick show today. Remember when we used to have an hour and a half shows? Yes. An hour and a half, an hour and a half long shows. All right. I don't know what it is since our move. Everything's been on fast forward. Well, it's cold. We record in the basement now, and it's cold down here. But it's also hot during the summer, so we're like, it's too hot. Let's get out of here. <laughs> all right. No, but there's a lot to do. <laughs> time. Have you all noticed how time has been speeding up? So everything is on super fast forward. So we got to cram in as much as we can in like 30 minutes now. And it's our long shows. Anyway, talk to you guys in just a little bit. If you need us before then, you know how to reach us. Ourfriendlyworldpodcast.com. We'll talk to you in just a few days. Have a beautiful everyday, guys. Be well. Bye. Bye. See you later.